Under NASA's Artemis program, Dynetics and Lidos will develop and build a new human landing system, advancing economic opportunities and paving the way for a sustained lunar economy. Learn more at DyneticsHLS.com. Blog Talk Radio. Power Show, and my name is Beverly D. And today is Sunday, July the 9th, 2017. And as we do every Sunday, we have Mr. Rice with us. And uh, I just want to say that no one on the show is claiming advice or tax advice. Uh, everything you hear, opinion only. Mr. Rice, greetings. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. We can hear you. Good. Uh, it's such a nice day. We thought we'd take it outside. 
Oh, you're oh, outside. Really okay. All yeah, right. You know. We've had a good summer. Oh, it hasn't man. been too hot. It's been nice. Gorgeous here in Detroit for all those folks in other places. Detroit is so nice, so nice. Anyway, oh, gosh. When it rains, it pours, but I'm not literally talking about rain. I'm talking about this information that I've been getting. Oh, okay. coming at me all directions. Okay. Um, you can have last it. Several... <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's, <laughs> it's mind-boggling. You, it's like you, oh, oh. It's, it's getting confusing in, in ways things are being brought to you. Being, uh, and we're basically talking about control. Controlling mm-hmm. your uh, entity, your natural person, and when I say person, I'm not talking about corporation, but your but your the man, the real man, and the real woman. Um, it, it's one thing to be again when you're real. We're not supposed to communicate uh, with the uh, dead folks, or in other words. Real people can't do commerce. The commerce folks, the de facto government, can only deal with other dead folks, de facto people, organizations. We have to use, actually develop our own um, straw man or gatekeeper. We, we were given a straw man, and we can do a lot just using that trust. That is a trust. That was created. We've already defined it under the IRS manual, uh, 21.7, 0.13, 0.3, 0.4, 0.5, 0.6, 0.7, 0.8, 0.9, 0.10, 0.11, 0.12, 0.13, 0.14, 0.15, 0.16, 0.17, 0.18, 0.19, 0
coupon or remedy or re- remittance, R-E-M-I-T-T-A-N-C-E. Remittance is a term used. Um, then at, at the bottom, as usually said, uh, this is an attempt. In that nice word, listen to the word, listen. This is an attempt, attempt to collect the debt. Hmm. Well, in, in my book, that attempt is, your know, attempt is about to fail. So don't don't even bother me. I had actually had a debt collector call me. I am inside a house. I've been here, been in this house. It used to be a rental. I've been in about, ooh, probably about five years now. Um, I've been getting a bill from a third-party debt collector every single month. Uh, the last time I made a payment on this was May the 1st of 2011. Um, and they, someone called yesterday, and I told them, excuse me, I haven't paid them since then, and it says it on my statement every single month. But being a third party debt collector, I've been waiting all these years to see what they're going to do when they don't get any funds. Mm-hmm. And they haven't done anything. I'm still in the home. I'm still in the home, and they haven't done anything. And what I told them is wait a minute. Uh, and the federal government has a statute of limitation. If you don't pay, if nothing's been collected in four years, they're, they're, the statute of limitations, they don't get to, they won't get anything. They can, they might as well drop it. Michigan, mm-hmm. in other words, and every state is different. Michigan is six years. So 2000, May the 1st of 2011, six years on that makes it what? May the 1st of 2017. Well, I'm over six years. But, you know, but whoever was on the call, well, we have ways to do it. Send me a letter. Send right. me a letter. Why? Send me a bill. Send me a remittance. Let me know something. So you would trust have on this trust? I don't think so. Well, I'm just stating these things that we have to not take some of these um, debts seriously. They're not my debt. They're charging the all-cap name. So we have to make sure we're separated, and we are. According to them, we have to be separated we, when we sign the contract. They didn't ask that all cap name to sign it. It, it couldn't. It's, it's dead. It's a piece of paper. It had to be a living man or woman who signed it, whose signature autograph was needed. So therefore, there at that point in time, there was a separation of you and your all cap name. We can call it person. You and that all cap name was separated at the time you signed the contract for signing it. Uh, the problem is that when it comes down collecting debts and going to court, which is what they all have to do is to bring you in court, they want to put you back together again as being the same entity. Every man or woman who's in jail is in jail because they couldn't pay the debt. And that all-cap name is was considered a trustee. That's the so only saying, way you can go to jail. Okay, what was that again? Are you saying that people are in jail not for the crime that they met? The debt? The debt. They wow. couldn't pay the debt. They couldn't pay. Because what's happening, trust, and I'm saying we've been to trust all the time, I call it an estate trust, is that you can um, 
Hold on a minute. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get something here. Uh, that if you're a trustee in a trust, your job is to pay the debt. Now, remember, when the judge walks out, every public official, because we went bankrupt in 1933, every public official is the trustee. Every public official is the trustee. The federal government, the U.S., the United States Corporation, I won't call it federal, but we're going to say the United States Corporation is the grantor of the trust. They control the name, really. But when it comes down to the state level, and we're talking about the Secretary of State, the Attorney General, the Treasurer, State Treasurer, these are trustees. Don't make enemies of these people. They are your remedy to discharge your debt with. They are your trustees. You are a beneficiary. So we just gave you the three characters that's inside a trust. So when you're in a courtroom and maybe say the prosecutor who also brought, brought the case in becomes the uh, uh, grantor, he's the one that initially withdrew the funds out of your account with his ticket and his bond, the judge would be the, tr- the trustee because he's a public official. If they take an oath of office, they are trustees. What is a cute little rabbit? They are trustees. You're supposed to be walking in there as a beneficiary. No one ever mentions the word trust in the courtroom. Now, we have a there's a situation that, I don't know, maybe it's just me that figured this out. Because we think when we're walking into a court, there's an amorality, near time. Mm-hmm. And maybe it starts off that way. But why is it they want you to be the trustee? Because trust is under equity. Trust is under equity. And under equity, the trustee that doesn't pay the debt is did a breach. That's a breach of contract. You got to pay the debt. You have to pay the debt, and we can do that. And we're not talking about coming out of, coming out of our pockets either, people. We're not talking about Federal Reserve notes. You cannot pay a debt with a debt. That's something people need to understand. We, you, and I cannot pay a debt with a debt. And what is the debt we we can only pay with? Look under 18 U.S.C. 8. 18 U.S.C. 8. I mentioned it before. Obligations and securities are the United States defined. So these are all debts. These are all debts. That list of items are debt. If you give any of these items, and Federal Reserve notes is in there, coupons is in there, all that stuff is in there. So when we give a coupon back, we're not paying the debt. We're just discharging. There's a difference between set off and discharge. We want to set it off because, see, as long as you're using debt instruments, you are a debtor. You cannot be part of the republic. You cannot be a creditor. Creditors cannot pay with obligations and securities of the United States. They cannot pay with those things. They cannot set off debt with those items. You will still be a debtor. 
You just discharge it where it's going to be paid at a later date. So, question would be, what it is to set it off? Well, one of the things it's going to do is maybe we start using some of those 1099A OID, 1040V, 1041V. What is the V? V as in Victor, V as in Vulture. V as in Vulture. You send those to the people who can set off the debt. Now, the treasurer. Go ahead. On there, it has uh, foreign name and stuff like that. Do you? What is that talking about? Say that again. On the. On the form, the 1040V form, it has on there about the foreign name, foreign address. What's that about? That would be whoever the people who gave it to you. Everyone that gives us bills are foreigners. Everyone is a foreigner. So they're not talking about a foreign country. They're not talking about... You know, no, no, they're just talking about every corporation that uh, addresses because every state is is an individual state. Every state is a country. Michigan State, Ohio State, uh, Illinois State. Every state is a country. That's why every state has its own Congress. You know, representatives, mm-hmm. congressmen. Mm-hmm. So Michigan is foreign to Ohio. Ohio is foreign to Illinois. We we all foreign. And these uh, and then these attorneys that come after us and the, the majority of these corporations have attorneys. You know, they they we know they're foreign. They 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 work for the Queen. But you you're basically depositing this these funds in your account. The ten forty V and a ten forty one for trust. Uh, v is depositing that in the account. So if I get a bill, a coupon, and I, I'm doing a little update here. We was always saying send a coupon back to the person who gave you the debt. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. But you're sending them the copy. You make a copy of the front and the back, mm-hmm. and you send them the copy. The original need to go to the treasurer, along with a 1099A, when then you know, that's where well, that don't go to the treasurer. That's going to the IRS. The 1099A goes to wherever the IRS is. You send that to them. The carbon copy, though, is going to the CFO. We can only deal with the people who discharge the debt, the people who take an oath of office. That's under the UCC uh, 3 603. Michigan is MCL 440. Three six zero three. So choose what you want. You can only deal with the person who's authorized to handle the debt. Don't be giving to no clerk. They don't know. If a clerk is talking to you, just ask the question: Are you bonded? Did you take an oath? Then please promote me to send me something, connect me, put me on hold, and connect me to somebody who has that position. We're going to have to get past those gatekeepers. But the thing is that what we're doing, though, is that we're giving the CFO a carbon copy, a, a copy of the uh, of the bill, the presentment that was given to us. We're also giving him a 1099A uh, 
abandonment, checking box five, the carbon copy. You know, they get in that carbon copy. Uh, if we're in a court situation and there's a judge, then we need to be giving the judge of uh, F-56. Even though we know this judge is a trustee. But just to say, you know, personally, if uh, if I get a, you know, a statement to go to court, you need to, that's a presentment. That's, that's an offer. You need to give it back to them. Uh, give them F fifty six to whoever the judge name is on there. Normally they do have the judge name down on the bottom. Uh, if it's give you a cost, so if you got the cost of the tickets or whatever, then you do the ten ninety nine A at that point in time. But we need to Okay now now you're talking about two different things here. When you just say that you're doing the bill, the, you would do a, a F-56 to the Treasury. But if you're dealing Correct. with the court treasurer. system, you are the treasurer. You are, yes. uh, But the, if you're dealing with the court system, you get the F-56 to the judge. Both, both, both of them. You're issuing not two of them. Two. You always giving the treasurer F fifty six on each occasion. Uh, okay. you, have to, you, each have, you have to explain okay. to him each time. If you look on a, a form, which is a fiduciary, for those who don't know what the form fifty six is, it's a fiduciary notice of fiduciary duty. You're telling them to handle this, so it won't be nobody coming on you. You you have to handle this. And on section two, it says authority. They got down there other. On authority. That's when if you can't see or check one of that uh circumstances, then you need to uh um put down under this say what it is. This is a, a court situation or this is a pay to credit that was taken because what we're doing with the ten forty V the ten forty V and the ten forty one voucher V is a deposit. To the treasurer, a deposit to the treasurer. So guess what we just did? We just put our money back in there. We just put it in there. We just set it off. We gave the treasurer the money. Because mm-hmm. every time someone, anyone who's sending you these bills with coupons, mean they took and we can call it. We call it a, a presentment. It's also a call. It's been. It's, been withheld. They held it. You know, they pulled it out. They're holding it. We've been abandoning it because we've not been returning those coupons back to them. They at least can do it. But they will also see that you to notify the IRS. You do this with your utility bills. It's only a couple of few months. I'll pay online, but I guarantee in a few months you're probably going to get a zero uh, bill or someone contact me saying we're not going to send you any more bills. Try it. See what happens. Call me up. All right. Well, make sure that you pay uh, your bill because they will cut yeah. it off. Then when you yep. get that zero balance, then yeah, yeah, they they they, they don't work instantly. It, it, it's it's take time. It's not something that's going right. to happen in, in in a week or two. It's not something that's going to happen. But when they see the carbon copy of the ten ninety nine A, they know you mean business now. Because they can't say, "Oh, you didn't pay." Excuse me. You, you, you. 
as what they call it is you accessing your tax. It, remember, the bill is a tax. It has a charge on it. We have to learn what assessing is. Assessing a tax is not the same as paying a tax. When the IRS sends you saying that you owe money, that's not something you're supposed to come out of your pocket. They're just telling you that someone's been taking funds out of your bond, and we're here to uh, we assess it, and we're sending you the assessment. So you need to assess it. Give them an A. Zero the debt. I had someone call me today about, oh, the, the, you know, the state is is it's going to garnish my check, garnishing my check. Get, go get the bill. He don't even know what it is. Yo, I normally I, they normally usually have it at the register of deeds. Usually they're announcing that they're going to do something. It has to be in the public record somewhere. They have mm-hmm. to put it in the public record of what they're going to garnish you with. Get make sure you get the bill certified so it means it's true and correct. Being that it's true and correct, now you can uh, assess it. You can assess it. You right. You could put a stamp on the back, accept uh, for value, or in the front. You know, you could don't have to. You don't have to take the coupon off of the the whole bill. Just you can send them the whole thing and do the acceptance of value. The point is, you have to give them the approval. You have to show them your exemption ID number, which is Social Security without the dashes. You can do that on the back when you endorse it by colon. Last name, comma, first and middle, because it's no longer last name. Surname, comma, given name. By colon, surname, comma, given name. Then you can put your exemption ID. You have a prepaid account. You can put that down there underneath the exemption, which is what? What's on the back of the Social Security card. That's a prepaid account. That's a treasury. Prepaid, meaning that it's supposed to be taken care of. It's already there. None of this stuff is uh, considered to be obligations or securities of the United States. It's a bank account that your straw man or your person have access to. You are the secure party creditor. This is one of the things we you may need to be doing. You're going to need to file a public UCC one. I've been against them for, for, for other reasons, but for this particular situation, you may need a UCC one because you're going to need those indemnity bonds and that whole harness indemnity bond agreement. That agreement allows them not to come in and say that you're crazy. It's like a personal insurance protection on you. The indemnity bond Indemnity, bond, indemnity. Mm. Where did I see that word at? Oh, yes. The Libel Code of 1907, number 38, under the military dictatorship, martial law, 38, private property. If you haven't fleed the country, if you haven't been insurrectionist to anyone up uh, raising hell, then the commanding officer shall give you a receipt. The receipt being your birth certificate. So it could be indemnified. So you can indemnify. Indemnity, bond. Hmm. 
Just trying to put words together. This, this is trying to, I'm trying to make some connections here for you all to understand what's going on. I hope I'm not sounding like I'm going all across the board here, but I do want to let you understand that we have to set off debt, not just as a creditor. We must set off debt, not just discharge them. Because you can't be a creditor. And when we say creditor, we're talking about you are in the republic. You're in the republic. A&C, registered. You're in the republic because you have a name holder, last or surname, comma, given name, with a uh, assumed name certificate. We do it in Minnesota. Assumed name certificate. Put an affidavit on there, register it to ourselves. Registration. What are we doing it for? Why are we put authentication on it? To authenticate it, if anyone knows authenticated, which is one, is verifying that the notary that you signed on the affidavit is a notary that's on the affidavit that you signed as a witness, signed as a witness, uh, is being verified as being a current notary. They're there. They haven't expired, and the Secretary of State recognizes notary being their deputy Secretary of State. This is one of the deputies. So to verify that this is a deputy, at the same time, when you ask for authentication, what's the first thing come out of that woman's mouth? What country? Or male's mouth? What country? You know, I don't, I don't recall if I've seen any males on the counter here. Anyway, All right. what country? Also, my female. Uh, yeah, they, they, they're mostly females. I, I don't recall seeing any males out there. I wonder why that is. Anyway, um, what country? And you got to say something what? Outside the Hague, foreign. The Hague is a group of countries. It's a club that works with the United States. If you do not have a country outside the Hague, you will get what they call an apostille. So you make sure you read your document that you get from them. And make sure it says authenticated, not apostille. Apostille is domestic. Authentication is foreign. So you're foreign now. Guess what? So are they. The state's foreign. You're foreign. McDonald's is foreign. Burger King is foreign. The courts are foreign. You even with them. You, you with them now. I'm foreign too. But one foreign country could still sue another foreign country. And remember, all these corporations are licensed in the United States. What do we want to do? Once we get that foreign status, well, we want to register it. Now, when I'm in a court, what is the judge is going to be siding with? The person who's registered or the person who's licensed? You know, what, what do you mm-hmm. think? He's going with yeah. the person who's registered or the person who's licensed? Right. That's all I'm saying, people. That's all that I'm saying. That's, this is my rights opinion. For entertainment and purposes only, we're entertaining you. Laugh, ha, ha, ha. We walk in there. Oh, we, you notify we, we are entertaining you with opinion. Yes. We're thinking aloud here. Now, I have ran to this guy. I'm listening to this guy named um, 
Ken Doss, K-E-N-D-O-S-T. You may see some YouTubes on him. Um, he's talking about registering using a U.S. copyright, under the U.S. copyright. I've still got to research it. Maybe someone understands, because I know a lot of UCC1s, they have copyrights. You know, they put a copyright form in there. Are they being copy? Are they copyrighting you at the U.S. United States copyright, or are they, or is there some kind of ciliary or mini copyright location? I don't know. If anyone who does UCCs and do copyright, please call and let me know. The copyrights is in the UCC. Are they being done under the United States copyright? Because there again, these folks are out here using your name using your security, and when I say the security, I'm talking about the birth certificate, which we're supposed to be registering it as to, authenticating the birth certificate, and just in case the birth record, indicating the birth certificate and the birth record, the one at the county level, at the hospital, as well as the one at your vital statistics in your state, we're doing the ANC, assume name certificate, registering it. Personally, I will terminate your driver, your voter's registration. If you are a voter, if you're listed as a voter, then that means you are still eligible to select the president of that corporation that you claim and you don't want to be part of. A United States citizen cannot be in the republic. It is a dead slave. If you want to be in the republic, if you want to be different than that name, you want to separate yourself at that name, then be part of the republic. Where's the list to be the republic at? Article 4 of the Constitution. Look at Article 4 of the Constitution where they're making you full faith and credit, Section 1. Think of Section 4 talk about keeping a republic form, defending a republic form of government, maintaining in a republic form of government. And I know two ways I've done it. One is the ANC. The other is I became a non-profit, unincorporated bank. Go to IRS. I became a non-profit, go to IRS.gov, and register for EIN number for a non Profit, unincorporated bank. Because I hopefully later on, and I don't know if I'm going to be around to talk about it, but we 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 we're dealing with these folks when we start flipping those securities in, I, I want and and trading those birth certificates and getting cash. I I like to be one bank talking to another bank, even though these banks are profitable corporations. They're not even constitutional. Constitution, the state constitution, the federal constitution do not support profitable corporations. So they're not either unconstitutional. The courts, pseudo courts, they're, they're, they're not constitutional either. They're private corporations. So the point is, we're talking about getting a superior lien on ourselves by being registered. That's one way. Uh, today's laws we were talking about over here is, and I, I assume she 
put it in the paper, uh, perfection by control. And remember, the state owns your name. It owns your vehicle. Anyone who gives you a certificate, all certificate means that someone else is on it. You are only uh, a tenant. You only have possession of it. You don't own it. But what is the famous saying? And we all heard it before. Own nothing, control everything. Own nothing, control everything. So I've already mentioned four items that you pretty much will be in control because it's registered. And I just want to give you some laws here that might help you, international laws, UCC. And a uniform, I'm sorry, Uniform Commercial Code. For those who don't know what UCC means, Uniform Commercial Code, which actually started my my thought, is it was that these laws were created when the de facto money came into being. So that de facto money is what created, why they created the, the UCC laws to show you how to, um, you know, manipulate it, how to deal with it. Uh, under UCC, 9-3314, that was what you posted up. Uh, that first line on there, security interest in investment property, deposit account, letter of credit rights, electronic shadow paper, may be protected by control of the collateral. Hmm, collateral. Well, let's go back a little bit. Do We're going to do a little... Uh, Rabbit hole, what they call rabbit hole, and you know, go down a little bit. Uh, we talked about in 19, May the 1st, 1933, everybody had to surrender all their gold. May the 1st of uh, 1933, 26 days later, 26 days later, I'm sorry, I'm talking so fast here, uh, May the 27th. There was some they came out with the security of 1933. Securities, with an S, uh, T I E S, Securities Act of 1933. They define securities in the first section, and there's this called collateral trust certificates. Collateral trust certificates, these are bonds when they give you a certificate. They're giving you a bond on their side. You don't know it, but they're creating bonds that they're investing. Inside these bonds, there's something called a fidelity bond that they put in the open market. That fidelity bond has two other bonds inside of it. One is called a performance bond, and the other one is called a payment bond. Now, I've heard, I've have heard mention of a bid bond, but I'm not really sure how that operates, so. I'm going to talk about I'm not, so talk about, of, I'm not really sure about. A bid bond. Okay. A bid bond. Yeah, that was a third bond that was mentioned. I don't okay. know what that bond really consists. I did it one time, but right now I'm seeing it escape me. But the two important okay. ones is the performance bond and the bid, and the pay and the payment bond. Now, doing con, anyone who's been doing construction or do construction work, uh, they know that when they have to, you know, they have to bond their job with those two types of bond. The performance bond is for them, funds that they're getting and investing. The payment bond is for subcontractors, where they have to pay the subcontractors 
before if they got a you know if they have if their contractors and the owner is paying them, he pays them on the performance, but before he pays the uh contractor, they have to pay their subcontractors. And your estate could be a subcontractor. Your estate, your name, your estate is a subcontractor when you sign that contract. But the performance bonds funds that they get that they're supposed to use to discharge all of our debts. That's why you deal with the trustees. Because when you tell a trustee, if I'm dealing with a, a trust and I'm going to court and I'm saying, Your Honor, you're the trustee, discharge the debt. Well, he where was he gonna get the money? He's got the money. He first of all he 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 pulled the, in a court situation he pulled the money out. You I think they five hundred thousand dollars when they when the ticket is written up five hundred thousand dollars is pulled out and that's used for administration costs and wherever he charged you in the court for the crime he's using that for those funds to discharge the debt. But he's not telling the IRS because he sent the balance back. What he's not telling the IRS is that he told you to come out of your pocket and you saying, I ain't got it. So he's taking your body and throwing you in jail. Oh, ain't that so, a trip? So the IRS, they know all this, but they're not going to do anything unless you speak up. Hey, like I said, someone breaks in your house and robs you. Um, you don't call the cops. Who, who, who fault is it? You know, you, it's your fault, not 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 theirs. Everything that happened is you because the lack of our understanding. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I had a sheet of paper here. Someone sent me something here. It is. I have a, I can, a, a caller. If you want to take a caller, or you want to. Oh, okay. Wait. Well, let me before well, well before we do that. Let me I, before I do that. Let me mention these guys okay. who I told you. Um, they owe some money in the court. They didn't have it on them. Okay. So their body had to um, be connected with the trustee as a trustee. So you in equity court. Under equity, the trustee has to pay the debt. You couldn't pay the debt. So they're throwing, they're throwing you in jail. But And I don't know exactly. I think it's volume one. And it may be page 71. I'm not for sure. But I know that. Uh, under Chapter 49, Statutes at Large, Section 1, uh, it states here, I just want you to want to read this, being enacted by the Senate and the House of Representatives of the United States of America, Congress assembled. And so, you know, it's part of the law. It's a statute at large that any person in prison upon execution issuing from any court of the United States for a debt due to the United States, which he shall be unable to pay, may at any time after commit commitment make applications in writing to the Secretary of Treasurer stating the circumstances of his case and his inability to discharge the debt, and it shall Thereupon be lawful for the said secretary to make or require to be made an examination and inquiry into the circumstances of the debtor, either by the oath of affirmation of the debtor, which uh, the said secretary 
or any other person by him, especially appointed, are uh, hereby hereby uh, authorized uh, to administer, or otherwise, as the said secretary shall deem necessary, and impl- implement to assert the tr- the truth. So in other words, people, fellas, if you in jail because you didn't have the money to pay the debt, you better write a letter to the secretary or treasurer, which is going to inquire. And by probably what he's going to do is say, uh, Brother Judge, you took an oath. You're a trustee. Why didn't you, you – you sent back funds saying you paid his debt. Why are you sending him to prison? Why didn't you discharge – why how could he not pay? You now, what debt are you talking about? <clears throat> you talking about the bond the debt that, that the judge, the debt that the judge gave you in court, whatever charge he charged you something, whatever. Remember, is it what is it? Oh my God, seventy three dot eleven dash eleven, where every debt, every crime is commerce. Every crime is commerce. That means every time anything you're being charged with. Has a cost, so whatever he charge you with has a cost. These called debt. That's why they call them debt prison because they were debt. They were a debt that you couldn't pay, but you didn't tell. You tell the secretary, I didn't have the. I don't have the funds. Da da this, da da that. Because the judge was supposed to be a trustee and discharged the debt in the first place. Plus, he took the money out. That's why I usually give the option for ninety. 91 and 28. You need to give that to the judge before you go into the courtroom. You need to tell him to release the funds that he's already gotten. You say before you walk in the courtroom. 90. Optional form 90, optional form 91, standard form 28. Standard form 28 is a surety bond. So what you're saying is release my body, because one says the 90 is released to real estate. So Option 491 says release the escrow, the real estate in escrow. So that's the money to pay whatever the debt is. Release my body. That's the real estate. And if I owe you anything, then take it off the 28, which is the DTC address where your birth certificate is being held. I just found out your birth certificate is being held at the DTC. So you need to submit that into the court. That way, when you walk what, in, you're walking in the, with a bond. What is the D, D, what you say, DTC? I'm sorry, DTC, Depository Trust Company. Depository okay. Trust Company, uh, 55 Water Street. Although I'm not sure if they're still there because New York had a flood, and I think they they might have moved. It used to be 55 Water Street. I used to put that on my uh, bond. And everyone that went to court, who I did it for, the judge called, they got called out in the hall before the court started, and they were told the officer didn't show up, or they had some excuse. Even though this guy had $500 worth of tickets, all of it got dismissed. All of it got dismissed. Same thing happened to the... To the lady that we know, uh, Betty, her daughter, all of her tickets got dismissed too. She had a lot. Say that again. The same uh, happened to a lady. What time? Sorry, car was riding by. I said the same. A lady that we know, Betty, 
her daughter had a bunch of tickets and and her all her tickets got dismissed. She used she used those optional forms. I she I I'm not quite sure, but I know she was using forms, so she probably did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It, it, when you walk in, give them something that they can. If they don't, because if they don't do that, if they don't accept it, the judge ignores it. Uh, and and you have shown that yourself is in standing, meaning that you showing yourself as being separate from the straw man. How's that happening through UCC one? Because you got to have two different people on the UCC one, or we register our names under the uh, ASC registering. The, the, that states that you are the holder of due course. You're the name holder. You can do the public records. You make them public records, and you tell the IRS that these people are taking withdrawing money out of your bond without your permission. We can use the IRS. They are. They will be your friend. Their job is to look at who's taking money out of your account. If you're telling them that this is not being justified because you gave them something and you filed that 3949A and the 13909, the 13909, because I'm filing the complaint that someone ain't paying taxes and the court is not paying taxes. They don't even report it to the IRS. So you may want to throw in that 1099A. I call it the, you know, uh, I'm telling, alert, alert. I'm like that robot on Lost in Space. Alert, alert. Somebody is taking money out of my account, and they're not reporting it to you all. They try to get paid under the table. All of this is for people like, how do you enforce this stuff? You, you, you let them, because the IRS have to balance your account. They have to balance your account. They can't assess something after you told them that, the people who took it was done, it was done illegally. This is something that we need to wake up and start smelling the coffee. But you got to be uh, have public records. And that's the only reason why I would do a UCC because there's a public record showing a UCC one showing that there's a difference between me and the straw man. And the, and then there, of course there's a security agreement where it's going to say the. Uh, the uh, debtor signs it. So how are you going to sign the debtor? You're going to sign it first, middle, last. And then the secure party creditor is going to sign it. How would you sign the secure party creditor? Last, first, and middle. Mm. So you just got an so, agreement. So when you sign anything as a debtor, you sign your first name, middle, and last. And when you sign anything as a creditor, you sign your last name, first name, uh, middle name. Yeah, put by on there okay. too, by colon. Because that's, that's the last is not last. It's really when you put the comma, hold on. When, mm-hmm. when you put the comma in there, you're basically is a surname. And you can go to Black Law and look up. There's a lot of definitions for surname. And, of course, the other is your given name. That's the one your mom and daddy gave you, first and middle. That's your given name. So, and that's on the security agreement. That's so that way, you know, they show that there's a contract. But now we have a trust. Now, someone, I was mentioning, and I missed, I, I, I guess I didn't, I was so tunnel vision. Because you, you may want to put a trust as a secure party creditor. But you had to make sure 
that that trust being in all your name. It could be your name, but if I have to assume the uh, uh, assume name certificate and it's got my all cap name, then I can use that as a trust. Get an EIN number and use it as a trust. Where the trust has got my first, middle, and last as well. But because the first, middle, and last is kind of like we can copyright that or register as a copyrighted or do it as a soon name that's registered, that would make it in the Republic. So your debtor would be uh, a U.S. citizen and the secure party creditor would be part of the Republic. Or I have done a non UCC that I registered, put an international stamp on the front of it, uh, that my bank, which is, again, nonprofit, created, is used as a uh, uh, secure party creditor, controlling the all-cap okay. name or the dead entity. So you're saying that we can write the debtor's name, can we, or can we copyright the creditor name or just the debtor's name or both? Well, you can you copyright. You want to make sure that you have a, a you're in a, a superior position. You're not in a position where they could say you're a U.S. citizen. Now, if you got the name copyrighted, then you can't. You're above the state. It's like you got a superior lien, or in this in this class in this session, you're in control. Remember, own so up to control everything. Both. So you saying copyright both. The debtor name and the creditor name. No, you 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 you're copywriting the creditor because it's using your all cap name. Okay. But the state is owning the, the the debtor, but you're copywriting that debtor so it could be a secure private creditor under the republic. You're trying to make it where it's under the republic. So you could copyright it, which I think with anyone who does UCC, that's why I wish I, wish I had talked to Yusiku, who does, who's doing mine, could talk about that copywriting. And if they copyright, where are they copywriting it at? U.S. copyright? copyright. But I'm just listening to this guy named Ken Dawson. That's what he was talking about, copywriting the name. What we've been doing, though, is registering to ourselves because we get an assumed name certificate. That's our all-cap name. The same as all cap name. That's the legal name, and we're the name holder. So it's like it's a trust where there's we're the grantor of the as uh, of the name holder. We're the name holder of the trust. So you create a trust with that all cap name. You have a trust that has that with an EIN number. Because when we file taxes and trust, I don't want to use my social security number when I fill out a 1041 when I deal with this being a trust. I want to have an EIN number. Right. <clears throat> okay, you ready to take the phone call? Yeah, go ahead with the question. Because I, I just want to read what some of these guys in prison, because they didn't have the money, it's that they made a, they better write a little letter. And this is the statues at large. This is the statues at large. And please don't call me. Look it up. I believe it's volume one. But it's definitely chapter 49. Section one, but I'm looking at volume one might be the page, might be the volume, page 71. I didn't get a chance to look at it. Someone just he sent, he sent that to me. Okay, plane flying above. Go ahead and let me hear the question. Okay, um, anonymous. 
You're you're live. Is that you me? You are on. Yes, that is you. Oh hi! I didn't know I was anonymous. How are you both? <laughs> good. Uh, good. Myron, Hello. Yeah. Myron, this is Shira. I bumped into you at the uh, post office this past week. You were doing some of that that you talked about tonight. And I want to know, is this the only venue that we can reach you um, through the, this blog in Detroit? Because there's a group of us that could benefit, you know, from speaking to you. Do we have to wait till another Sunday in order to do that? Well, no, I, I have other can calls you? during the week. I have other people who meet, and we can call on the phone. Oh. Maybe you need to get into the uh, webinars or conference calls, and, okay. and we, can, we can pick a day. Um, that's convenient. I, I, Tuesday at ten thirty is not a good. I re, I'm taking. So, okay. Um, um, so can you give me Y'all give her your email you, or your Skype number. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say, can yeah, you yeah, take my here. number, yeah. Myron? Can you take my well, number? Let, no, and call? no, 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 no. Don't no, give your number. Let, let me give you my my. I have a Skype. I and I like Skype because we could talk on Skype like on the phone because. I got an old flip phone, you know, beam me up Scotty kind of phone. So the back she to go low on my stuff. But Skype, my Skype ID is Rice Tech, R I C E T E C H six five five seven. Rice Tech, okay. six five five seven. My email address is Rice Home, R I C E H O M E one two zero seven four. At Juno J U N O dot com. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, thank you, you the caller. you you was yeah, the one I'm that the one had the uniform because it was two ladies oh, that asked me. No, I'm the one that you had a sign on the back of your truck, and when I came in the post post office, <laughs> I wanted to find out who owned the truck with the no commerce big sign on the back of it. <laughs> okay, and it had a had a license plate. It just said member. And I knew, you know, I knew that was something. Yeah. So when I went in, you know, I asked when I saw you, "Is that are you driving that truck right. out there?" I knew I, I needed to talk to you, you know. So yeah. that's me. Are you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You said, are you a more? No, don't be cut. Don't cut me out. No. Yeah, I'm that's what kidding. I said. I thought you were probably a more. Because some, I, that's what I identified with when I saw that sign on your truck. Well, yeah. you see, I, I have nothing to do with that. I, I, I'm a child of God. Well, Proverbs eleven fifteen. You know, oh no, I'm sorry, that's surety. Ephesians two nineteen. I'm a child of God. I'm a citizen of God. That's it. Ephesians two nineteen. Well, because 2, you, you guys do some of the same things. That's why you know I. I oh yeah. Decide. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We 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 do the same thing. It's pretty much the same. The object is to be uh, not a U.S. citizen. So after that, you know, a nationality that's a whole different matter. We just saying. We have to separate ourselves from what this uh, corporation, this de facto government, is trying to make us to be. Mm-hmm. They want us all dead. They want us all associate ourselves with a piece of paper. All these guys in jail. I just read to you. You didn't. You in jail. You in prison because you couldn't pay the money. So what mm-hmm. do you do? You tell them because your money has been prepaid. Your debts have been prepaid. We're talking utility bills. House note, car note, all that stuff is already paid for. It's just we wasn't ever taught how to, you know, notify the people. Mm-hmm. How do you, well, you know, how do you notify the, the your mortgage company? How do you mo- no, notify the 
the dealership and the banks and what do you tell them? What do you say? So that's what I do. So call in and listen in so you understand um, what we do here. And I hope you enjoy questions. You have my uh, Skype. Uh, right. You have have my uh, email. Email. Right. I yes. That, that, okay. But there's some fun, there's some fundamental things we talk about on this show, and and I want everyone to be of the right standard. They standing first. If you're not in the right standing, then what I'm saying is not going to work. That's the way I see it. If you don't have your birth certificate authenticated, if you don't have your birth record, which helps you to get out the system, the birth record is at the county level. You're in Michigan. Uh, what's that? Is that four 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 sixty Temple Street? Okay. No, I know it's Temple Street. Yeah, four. I think it's four sixty Temple Street, right next to the Masonic Temple. That's oh, where you okay. go get your birth record if your parents was married. If they weren't, I don't know where you're gonna go, but that's where you go, and then you go over there, hopefully on Second and the Boulevard, go down the street and have them to authenticate it. Tell them well, for one dollar, and you say Taiwan. I used Taiwan a couple of weeks ago, so it's still in the Hague. I don't know outside the Hague. I don't know why someone say Taiwan went back in the Hague, but two weeks ago I I mentioned that and it got authenticated. And I use Jamaica. Okay, or oh, Jamaica, right? Yeah. Just as long you can go go online and ask for the list for other countries because you don't want to be a pastor. We want to be foreign. It's like they all foreigners. We want to be foreigners too. Thank you, caller. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Okay, that's it for right now. If you have any questions or comments, you can call 563 701 and push the number one, uh, and I'll see that you. Mr. Rice. Yes. So, what we're talking about again, UCC 9 314, or in Michigan, is MCL 440.9314. Perfection by control. And I read a, let me read the start at the beginning. Perfection by control, A. A security interest, and we have when we get a certificate, we have got we have been given a security interest in something that they own, someone owns. So the certificate is a security interest. It said that we have some kind of possession of something, or we're able to use something, or lease it, or whatever you want to call it. But we have a security interest in investment property, deposit account. I had a friend that had a problem with a bank. She 1099A a bank, and then the bank wanted to close her up, and then they restricted her funds. Excuse me, there's a form I have here that says certain things that if we haven't done it already, then we need to do it to tell the bank that they're trustees and give them rules of making your bank account so it can't be garnished. If I'm worried something, you have to state. And I thought I had it here. I have it where you, where you need to go to the bank and you tell them, hey, don't, don't, don't be, don't allow no one to garnish my check, or come in and garnish my account. Uh, you, it's something that you could put on. We'll have it written down 
when you open up an account or if you have an account already open, then it's something you need to talk to the manager and state this because they are you are the owner of that of those funds. When you deposit money in a bank, they become the debtor, you become the creditor. They have a liability, you have an asset. They owe you. You don't owe them. They owe you. Anyway, uh, a security Miss New York ahead. Oh, okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Miss New York on the phone. We'll talk to her when you finish reading this. Okay, yeah. A security interest in investment property, deposit accounts, letter of credit rights, uh, and each section defines the letter of credit. Look it under Black's Law, I mean, under the UCC, uh, uh, UCC uh, 9-102, deal with definition, and I believe rights is, hold on a minute. Number, oh gosh, uh, number 51. So under UCC 9-102, under definitions, and you go to 51, it defines what a letter of credit rights is. Um, and the letter of credit is number 10. Go look at letter of credit. And what is a letter of credit? Well, we have to give somebody credit sometimes before we give them a uh, um, to purchase something. Let's say I want to get a vehicle. Well, I would need to give that dealership a letter of credit first. I have to give him the credit so that he'll be able to use our promissory notes or bill of exchange to get the funds. So we need to understand what letter of credit. They give us, when they draw money out of our trust, out of our bond, birth certificate bond, they give us a bill of credit, not a letter of credit. They give us a bill of credit. It's a bill and it's credit. So now we're talking bill of credit and letter of credit. So it's going back and forth. And when we sign a contract, that contract that we're signing is actually like a letter of credit. That is a letter of credit. I'm giving up. You're talking about the application that yeah. we sign, the application? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we, we're giving them permission to to get funds out of our account. So we, in, a, in other words, the application, so if you need to give someone something so that you later on can withdraw or buy, purchase something in there, then you better start looking at letter of credits. Okay? So mm-hmm. let me go back to the reading again. I'll, I'll finish this sentence. Or electronic chattel paper may be perfected by control of the collateral under section, and you're going to go and download these sections, 9-104, 9 9-105, 9 9-106, or 9-107. And each one deals with those lists I just gave you, investment property, deposit account, letter of credit rights, electronic chattel. Okay, Um, going to number B, a security interest in deposit accounts, electronic chattel paper, or a letter of credit is perfected uh, by control under, again, 104, uh, 9105, 9107. When a secure party attains control and remains perfected by control, 
only while the secure party remains control, retains control, sorry, retains control. Secure party, what are we talking? Secure party, secure party credit. We're talking about a UCC1. The debtor, because if you look under the UCC laws or in Michigan, the MCL 440 laws, you know, they talk about debtor and they talk about secure party. The debtor is your person, your all cap name. The secure party is your republic or your corporation that you're using to control the debtor, the all cap name which could be a trust, a bank, or whatever you want to use to control that all-cap name and accept with, through a security agreement that you're, you're accepting all, all, all of its assets in the trust. So if I have a trust that's taking the all-cap name, then all the assets that the trust have in the all-cap name that you, the uh, state owns and stuff, those titles could be transferred over to the trust that you created with an EIN number. That's another matter that we could talk about. Uh, number three, investment property. Uh, time of perfection by control. A security interest in investment property is perfected by control under Section 9-106. From the time the secure party attained control and remained perfected by control until, and it's giving a list of things, the secure party does not have control. So you're in control unless the secure party has transferred the title out of the trust. Because you could transfer titles back and forth. Doesn't necessarily mean the asset is, is still there. So if I sell my house to you, um, Beverly, I'm just mm-hmm. selling the title. But the state still owns it. it didn't, the, the house itself, itself is still under the state. It has a legal title. We only got the equitable title. That's what we have to understand is two types of titles. There is a legal title, which is what the state owns, and then there is a equitable title, which is what you have. And these titles can be transferred. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the asset has been transferred. I was listening to someone earlier on the call, uh, a video, where he was saying, even though they came and took your house, from you, I don't care how many years ago, the house is still in your name. This is why you can still get it back. It doesn't matter how long it's been. House is still in your name. They can't take your name off of it. They're just corporations. So they can't take your name. So is that why when you go and do a search, you can see uh, everybody's name on there who who owned the house before you? Yeah, they call it abstract. If you Go ask for a, a no, not ask for a track. It gives a list of everyone who owns a home, but it, it could even if it got transferred, there's a it's like a chain, and they have to have okay. perfect links. Now, if someone, for if it went to you and you didn't give it to someone else, if there's no link there, it, it's it's in, and that means that they got it through some kind of imperfection, and the, and the property through some kind of legal process, you have it lawfully. When when I pass something to you and you pass it to someone else and you pass it, but then some they came and they took it from you and and you know how uh, what, what we call um, the land bank was selling people homes and 
stuff like that. And, you know, they went, some, someone went to jail because some, someone was saying there were some homes that would still belong to other folks and they were still selling. Right. And they, and they came here in Detroit. They took all these land bank folks to jail. All, them, all the computers in the land bank folks were selling folks home. They all went to jail. All the supervisors went to jail. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's still in the name. Even though they might come and, and sell it to someone else, that person who has it, you can get the home back, and you tell them they could pay rent and get the hell out of Dodge. It's supposed to have title insurance. And the title is saying that everything is public free and clear, and if it isn't, right. then they will either refund those people money back or they will get another house of equal value. Right. That's what the title, that's their protection. When they tell and they tell them that on auctions and stuff, they tell everybody when they be buying homes on auctions that you really don't, you know, you really don't own it. You know, you 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 need the title insurance because whoever the owner is before still can come back and get it. I think in Michigan, I, I remember seeing some law in Michigan. It was like twenty five years or something. Mm-hmm. Then then you might not be able to do it after twenty five years. There was a certain time and date. But anyway, dealing with uh, some of the things, if you lose control of it, if you don't have control anymore, or number two, one of the following occurs. And it says, if collateral, which we're saying is like the certificate or the bond that's on there, the certificate trust security, if the collateral is a certificate security, the debtor has or acquired possession of the security certificate. So we have control if the if the collateral is a uh, all these S all these C's certifiable security. The debtor has or acquired possession of the secure security certificate. So that's one way you have control. I like this one. If the collateral is an un uh, certificated security. The issue has registered or registered the debtor as the registered owner. So you register the debtor, which would be like the all cap name, as the registered owner. And then if the collateral is a security entitlement, the debtor is or become the entitlement holder. So you entitle something that was a possession. I got it in possession. That means it, 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 I'm entitled to it. Uh, possession is, remember, nine-tenths of the law is possession. The other one-tenth is control. So you're entitled to it through some kind of inheritance or whatever. But these are all the ways that you can use to perfect the security. And then now, you go to the specific one. Now, number, if you want. Number, number C is, is that what some of the people use when they see these abandoned houses and they go and they keep the grass cut and they kind of fix it up a little bit. And, you know, if the city come back and get the house, they have to compensate them. Is this what they use, number number C? What number C is investment by perfected control, 106, from kind of secure party attain control and remains Perfecting by control. I don't. What you're saying is what they call it's adverse possession. Yeah, you you're talking about adverse possession, which is what they're doing when you abandoned your house. 
they say you abandoned your house and they use an adverse right. possession to get your home. Okay. Or, or personally, you should have had them drag you out. Now, they've really been criminal if they dragged you out of the house because you're in possession of it. They, not for the, they're private corporations. They're not supposed to be touching you. That's like a McDonald employee coming over and taking you out your house. These people have political status. They're no different. These courts are no different than McDonald's. The judge should be wearing a clown outfit as far as I'm concerned. You go, you go in there, you demand whatever you want, but you tell them to give you a hamburger on top of everything that you want. I won't give you a hamburger, too. But that is what they are. They're nothing but a, they don't, that's a political organization like McDonald's is, Burger King. When you address them, when you write letters, you would, you could put the judge's name, and you should be putting trustee under it. Instead of a, a judge, you should say a, administrator. You know, take the word judge out there, and they're administrator. You're in a Article One administrative court. Article One administrative court. And they're administrators. They're doing their job, what they do, and why they're not listening to you about all the laws and stuff in the courtroom is because they are a corporation and they have a charter and they're just obeying the rules of the court. They're just doing their job. It doesn't matter. You all, you got convicted of a, one of their uh, statutes, one of their chartered rules. So if you, there's nothing you can say to do that. All you can do is give him something to discharge it because he took oath of office. Keep him as a trustee. So there are things you submit in the court. It, going to court on it really is is a dead deal. They, they, you you won't win. These people have been doing this a long time. They know how, I I just realized how they switch from amorality over to equity when they're trying to make you the trustee. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Because when they're in amorality, they're supposed to have an international complaint against you. Amorality and uh, maritime is supposed to have an international complaint on you. Running a red light is not an international complaint. Just like if it's an Article Three court, you're supposed to have a corpus delecti. Where's the body? Who's the injured party? You know, who's the injured party? That's the Article Three court. Article One, it has to do with money and those statutes. And and every statute, all these laws are copyrighted. So therefore, they copyrighted. What it got you there for? You can't use their laws against to defend yourself. So how the hell are they charging you with those same laws? But anyway, I just want you all to go through. Uh, to 104 deals with deposit accounts, um, and it gives three instances. We got number A, requirement for control, uh, UCC 9-104, control of deposit of deposit account, your bank account, um, debtor rights to. Uh, wait a minute, hold on a minute. Um, Number A, requirement for control. A secure party has control of a deposit of account if, and you go to number three, the secure party becomes 
the bank's customer with respect to the deposit account. So the secure party has control if you have it in the bank, your bank account and you got it in your name. So you got a UCC that you show them, letting them understand that you are not the same. And at the same time, you may want to put something in the trust that tells the bank uh, some kind of security agreement that tells the bank that you know that you do not want anyone to come after these funds because you are not part of that democracy anymore. That name that they have as your bank account is not a U.S. citizen. So these U.S. citizen corporations that's licensed and all that has nothing on you. So what about if you have a trust account at the bank? You can do the same thing. Yeah, you do the same thing. Matter of fact, you, matter of fact when you open it up, when you go back, you state what, as a trust what you, what, you know, and he's supposed mm-hmm. to be the trustee, whoever the manager, whatever. You state what you want. It's your account. You're the owner. I don't want no one. I don't want no garnishment. I don't want anyone taking any funds out of it without my permission. And if you don't, we have to learn how to do what they call fee schedule. We have to set in the UCC when you do a security agreement, you're supposed to have a fee schedule. So if there is a violation of of someone, you know, that's messing with the trust or trespassing on your on your property that they have some fee and you supply the uh, the bank with a copy of that. You can supply the bank with a copy, just that section that talk about penalties if, they, if whatever if they do something against your account. Now they're aware of it. So they don't put it in their under in their paperwork or what you're going to charge if anyone garnish anything out of my check without my permission. You all been notified of what you're gonna to have to pay me. So then they have no excuse. They've been they deal with it. They, and they you sign it and the and the manager signs that. Okay. And they hold it. They keep a copy. You have a copy. Just try to help us to get superior position in the things that we have out there. Of course, those certificate of trust. Um, Collateral trust certificates uh, used as a superior position to do, and I think people need to be looking at uh, form. I don't know that mentioned form uh, nine six six yesterday last week. Nine six six. Yeah, look up look up that form nine six six. This this position and and liquidation of a corporation. I think I might have. Where a guy was talking about that 966. It sounds like it's a quick way of dissolving some corporation that's bothering you. Mm-hmm. You send it to the IRS and they put a stamp on it and give it back to you. So the company tries to take you to court or whatever. You just show that, excuse me, I dissolved them and they're supposed to give me any funds that, that they have. Okay. Okay, we had investment property. No questions out there. Anybody got any questions? I'm trying to help y'all out here. Okay. We need to put our okay. house. I'm going uh, to open up Press the line one. for Miss 
from Miss New York. Uh, Miss New York, you on the air? Peace, peace. Yes, peace, peace, family. Hello, Miss New York. <laughs> good, good, good. We doing good. Everybody doing good. Yes, we are. That's good. I was just going to, Mr. Rice, earlier you say the the law that make all crime commercial is 27 CFR, 72.11. Yeah. You were talking about the bonds. When you were talking about the bonds and you can uh, use, you can uh, cut the transaction out, like all crime are commercial or business transactions. Right, right. That was 20, twenty-two. Twenty-seven CFR seventy-two point eleven. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'll cry, and then we'll, okay, read, read a little bit on it. Read, start, read it for a little bit for the people to understand what we were talking about. You talking about me reading it? Yes, you do read, okay. right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I let me put it on Why you put her on the spot? It was in my document. No, 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 I can, I can, absolutely. Hold on, let me, I had it. I'm on a different <laughs> page in my computer. Yeah. I, well, we. We need we, we try to get some participations here. All right. I I may not read the whole thing, but I'm gonna read exactly where it say how many crime are commercial. Yeah. And and for those who might not understand it and I had read something about the reason uh people in jail because they didn't have the funds. Because every crime is commercial. And but if you're in jail, okay. write a letter to the Secretary of Treasury explaining your situation. They would investigate yeah. it. Excuse me. Um, so uh, here, just a, I can go ahead and read them the section? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Just, just, yeah, just, so just read one, a little bit on the two, law. Three, four. Yes. I'm going to read the fourth paragraph. That's where it say, uh, that's where it describes the law here. It says commercial okay. crimes. Any of the following types of crime, federal or state, offenses against the revenue law, burglary, counterfeiting, forgery, kidnapping, robbery, illegal possession, and prostitution, soliciting, uh, procuring, uh, white white slaving, keeping house of ill fame, uh, extortion, and other crime there. Let me just come down. I don't want to read all of them. <laughs> okay. Compounding of any foregoing crime, Ad- addiction to narcotic drugs or use of marijuana can be treated as if such were a commercial crime. Wow. Wow. Look at all those it, people in jail. Yeah. Thank you, because they didn't have the funds. Now I just read to them what they need to do. What they can do? Write a letter. Because I, I know, because I know the treasury is going to have a situation where they're going to say, "Oh, uh, why, why did you send us back that funds, saying that you paid their debt, and they're in jail?" Because they don't know it. 
They don't know it. They are. They die. The court never said. As a matter of fact, those bonds that they're putting, those prison bonds that they're putting on those prisoners, is going into the treasury of the courts. That's how the courts are getting paid. That's how the judges' retirements and their uh, um, pensions are being uh, uh, funded. But well, they're they not going to pay it. the public but, debt. Well, they know it. Who knows like it? You said earlier. They they know how the courts operate, but if don't nobody speak up, like you said earlier, if you don't report the robbery, they're not going to say anything. But see, please, maybe I, I have made, let's, let's make this clear. Okay. The courts, the courts, the corporations, everyone mm-hmm. who's taking money is not taking it from the IRS. They're taking it from your bond, your Person, your corporation, they're taken from your corporation. So, and so let's see, let's look at a 1099A. A 1099A is what they fill out. Who is the lender on a 1099A? The lender would be the bank or the uh, Federal Reserve Bank or the, the U.S. Treasury, and it, and who would be the borrower? Your straw man, your person. That's the borrower. Now, a OID is filled out where it goes, the payer is your person, your straw man, and the court would be the recipient. So otherwise, they're taking funds out of the, you know, from, all they're seeing is the straw man. So the IRS don't see, all they see is your name coming out of the treasury out of the U.S. Treasury. All they see is you. That's why they're billing you. They don't see the nominees. All those courts are nominees. They fill the A out. You can't be, uh, oh, and that's part of what publication 1212, if you want to read what IRS instructions and what they do, read publication 1212, page 7. Nominees. You're the holder of a debt instrument, and you receive an OID. 1099 OID using your tax uh, ID number and someone else's fund. Well, who funds are they talking about? They're talking about the the payer. And they're the recipient. So apparently no one can take money out of the U.S. Treasury but we the people and the states. But the state usually get funds, when they get funds from the Treasury, it's usually a grant. So they're not making no money off of grants because those grants are supposed to take care of us. So what do they do? The state created these birth certificates so that, that the, so the licensed corporations and the um, attorneys and lawyers can draw money out of it. But they're still using you to get the funds from the treasurer on an A. I'm just kind of, you know, trying to put a generality here. You know, we we have applications that we filled out that goes to us, allow it to come from us. But really, nobody is getting funds out of the treasury but you. Well, you, no you one is getting. Other? No one is getting. Um, 
Number one is getting money out of the treasury, but us, but they are doing the 1099-As on our account. They're they're getting the uh, credit or their, how you say, it's almost like when you use it as collateral. Well, let's go like this. If, if you from our account. If if you have if say let's say you have a sister and your sister your sister say uh go 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 borrow money from daddy and you mm-hmm. go and you got and you borrow the money from daddy and then you give it to your sister where's daddy gonna go who who's daddy gonna talk to yeah me okay do it, do it, does it matter what your sister did with the money she gonna she can win and had a drug habit she can. You know, prostitute, she could have done it wherever she wanted with that money that you gave her. But do, do, does daddy care? Give it to me. Yeah. You're the only one that's not responsible. So you mm-hmm. you, you, you see you see my example? Right, right. They use us to get the funds. But then they get the funds and they're investing it in the market. They make we splendid it all over. There's a hundred different trusts out there. We saw that site where our, our name and social security is all over the country. We're international. Yeah. We're all over the world. People all over the world are using our name. And this is what that Ken Doss is talking about, how you have to collapse it. You have to collapse this stuff so that, 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 so that they can't get anything. And you get paid for whatever funds. Patrick Devine is saying the same thing with the certificate. Using those 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 collateral trust certificates where they've been making money on those fidelity bonds that they make mockable. The fidelity bond is the the, the performance bond, is the uh, mockable bond, and the payment bond is the bond is used for you know like a, a municipal bonds you know guarantee. You know, secure, mm-hmm. secure, unsecure bonds. You know, where you buy, you know, uh, you know, uh, EE bonds and stuff like that, or CDs, where you guarantee to make so much money after so much time. Those are not mockable bonds. Mockable bonds are iffy. You know, those are those determined on the on the market going up and down, or the company going up and down. As opposed right. to municipal bonds where they're steady, uh, a CD, I will get this much money in this much in this amount of time. And when that time comes, you get paid. And meanwhile, you usually get a little dividends. Until that time comes, you get a little dividend. Those, those, right. those, how those do, that's how those two bonds, the fidelity bonds, uh, 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 get money in them. That's how they get money. One is going in the market. One is used for secure as a secure security. Mm-hmm. So, okay. No questions after that. I thought, man, I wanted to make it clear <laughs> what's going on. I can't believe it, folks. I saw, I'm not getting making it so easy that everyone understands. And no one has any questions because we no. are. Yeah. That's why they only come and after I'm gonna us. Give That's out why. The number, I'm going to give out the number again, 563-999-3701 and push 1. And also, Mr. Rice, give them your uh, Skype number again. Okay, yeah, my Skype ID 
is uh, Rice Tech, R-I-C-E-T-E-C-H, 6557. You know, so that's that's my uh, Skype. I like Skype because I could drag files over, ask the questions. But I'm going to ask you one question. Your name, have you registered your name? I'm going to I'm going to put you to the test because I need I need you to be where I want you to be. I don't I can't tell you to do something when I know you're not in a position to do it. I can't give you fifth grade information when you're still in kindergarten. I, there's no way. I don't want you all to hurt yourself and get in trouble. It's like getting a child, giving a child a loaded gun. You're crazy. I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. That's true. It is a loaded gun. Mm-hmm. This is, believe me, that you're going to get all kind of resistance and get on the hand oh, yeah. and all that other stuff. So be you, because the only <laughs> thing they have on us is intimidation. So they're going to they gonna find something when they know everything about you. Mm-hmm. Everything. Hmm. Here, uh, here's a, a, a caller. Uh, 585-643-585. Hello? We hear you, 585-643. Do you have your phone mute? Yes, okay. Hi, how you doing? Beth, Mr. Rice, how you doing? Hey, how are you, sir? Okay. Now, I just got my birth certificate back from Rex Tillerson, so I have my full credit face. Mm-hmm. Now, my old house, which I still own, but they sold my mortgage to another company. Now, I know with credit, if they sell your your mortgage to another creditor who I do not have a contract with, I'm not obligated to pay them, correct? Correct. They're third-party debt collectors. I, they're not a third-party debt collector. They have, if they, they have, have that word on the bottom, this is an attempt to collect the debt, then no. But they actually they have have sold it. the mortgage. They sold yeah, the mortgage. They, they, those are the Hello? So were they trying to, try to get you to pay for the difference of what they sold it for and what's it, what was still right. owed on it? Right. Since they transferred ownership of the debt, my thing is I don't have a contract with you. I had a contract with them. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you could, like I said, you could deal with a couple of ways. One, you need to file a 1099A on the original amount of the home, period. Just get the money and shut it all down. They're still making money off of you in a demand account on your first application. Number two is when they give you a bill saying you owe something, just give them a assessment the same way. Use a 1099A and and because they took the money out of your account. I don't care what you they say you owe. They're, cooking, they're taking the money out of your account. And you have to uh, put it back in with that 1040V. Okay. Okay. It don't matter now, what it is. Let's uh, say, give me a bill. Let's say, give me, give me, a, you know, give me an invoice. Give me a bill. How much owe? And then just go ahead and, and do a 1040V. This is give it back and assess it. A for V, it accept it for value or bill. What do you say? Bill of credit. Uh, yeah, that's because it's a bill and it's credit. Bill of credit approved. I'm approving it. When you send it accept to the for treasurer. value, who do you send, send that send to? It, send it to the treasurer. treasurer. Okay. Send it to the treasurer along with the 1040V and a, and a F56. So send a 1099A 
and a, and a 1096 to which is like a cover letter for the all 1099 and send that to the IRS. And you can give copies back to them, you know, if you want. You let them know where now, you at, so they won't be bothering Mr. you. Mr. Rice, is, yes. is he doing is he doing the price for the whole house, the amount of the whole house, even though is it hasn't been thirty years? Does he still do it for the whole? On that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Every payment that you made, you're supposed to get those payments back as well. If you got oh, coupons or books, because that's two different items. You you're not paying on a loan. There is no loan. It, 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 the initial amount is in an escrow account. That had nothing to do with who you paying. You paying some investors out there. That's a whole different contract on the promissory note and the mortgage. That is not that first part of your note that says, um, uh, in return for a loan I have received. They're not talking about the note. They're talking about that application, two separate entities. So treat them separately. Okay, so just so I'm clear, my accept for value, I send that to the treasurer with uh, 1040Z? Yes, that's that's a deposit. A ten, yeah, V as in Victor. It's a voucher. Oh, You're putting the money okay. back in the account that was taken out. <laughs> okay. Huh? No, I just you said it's a voucher. Like a voucher. Yeah. Vulture, a voucher. Yeah. A voucher. <laughs> a voucher. Yeah. All right. So ten forty V as in Victor goes mm-hmm. to the treasurer with except for value with that coupon that they sent. Yes, with the original coupon. Okay. Make copies okay. of it both sides. Endorse it and give it back to the people who gave it to you. The reason being is, remember, they're the holder of the debt instrument. This is telling is showing that it's been approved, and for them to zero the debt with it. Now they know they are. They've already. They're already your nominee. They already work for you. So you just telling them, here, I can give them a copy. I can just tell them verbally, hey, I approved this funds you gave me. So just go ahead and zero this debt, and I already reported to the IRS. Okay. And, and that's you how I deal with that third-party collector. Hmm? And that's also how I deal with that third-party. You could you could do it with that way, or you could just do a David Clarence letter like I do and say, please give me your authorization to, to trespass on my estate. Show me where a contract is that you trust that allows you to trespass. I got rid of I don't know how many creditors. I had some lawyers that sent me something about four months ago. I ain't heard from them. I, I sent them that letter saying, this is a trust. Show me your authorization. They're going to send me a two weeks later. I get this letter from them of the, of the bank statements of the original, the statements of the original. I sent this back to them. This is frivolous. I didn't ask you for this. I asked you for my your authority. I asked you for the, the statements from somebody else. Is it possible I, I can get a template down. of that letter? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think I did not give it to you. The David Clarence nope. letter, you can hear about it on, you can hear a lot on it on YouTube with uh, uh, Angela Stock. And Angela Stock, he talks all about the letter. But, yeah, I can give you a sound because I've updated it. You know, you had to change it. I used to get, um, what was that? I used to get away with they, the debt. <laughs> it was so weird. I gave it to a debt collector one month. Next month, the exact same bill came from another debt collector. Another, well, not, not even a month later, 
And so, so I had to pay it to someone else. Yeah, they passed it on. They but they passing on for nothing. I said so I had so I had to add on my little letter that uh I need to get a list of that organization that you're passing my identity to someone else. This could be identity theft. This is a possible identity theft you're giving me that you're doing on me. Right. After that I never got the same debt twice again. <laughs> so you have, it's some little changes you have to, you know, put in there uh, allow. Because I asked for a lot of different stuff, but then I said, I, I need to know the organization if you're part of an organization. Because I remember getting a letter where there was like 20 different debt collectors under one organization. It was like in a, a group or something, some kind of trust or something. And mm. I guess they were passing among each other. I have one other question. I heard last week you were speaking about the UCC. And yes. I'm, I keep getting, like, mixed messages with that. You say one thing, other people say other things, and the young lady that called in and was speaking about it with you, she's a part of our group. Now, okay. I'm looking at UCC 9-311, where it says a financial statement is not necessary or effective. So No. And, and the reason, the only reason I want you to do it is because it becomes a public record separating you from the straw man. That in itself would allow you, if the court tries to do something, that allow you to use the IRS to say, I got a public record here showing that I'm not the straw man. These people are trying to, you know, uh, use my name, identity theft, they're trying to use my name, and they're taking money. They're taking money out of my bond, and I didn't give them permission. You got a public oh, okay. record. Okay, so now. you're not you're not trying to actually function under the UCC one. You just want it as a public record to use to record that you are indeed separate from your illegals. Exactly, and you want and 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 to show the IRS because that they're gonna they gonna look at it, and then they're gonna have to go back to the to the courts. Excuse me. Uh, didn't he tell you? Didn't he give you the UCC nine? Didn't you see that he's not the same? Didn't he tell you this? And you taking money out of his funds illegally? That's that's cause uh, of tax fraud. I didn't okay. see that. See, I was under the impression that you were trying to operate under the UCC one. No, it, it, it's just another it purpose. Of, yeah, that's one of the the other purpose that could be. Uh, I, I, it's a trust, you know. They got a box on page two, the uh, addendum, that one addendum. It, it's got a box where you check in the trust, so it's also a trust. If that, if you have it as a trust, if I take the court case or any of those utility bills and I deposit them on the UCC three, I have just made those things uh, asset to the trust. Now, if I make it, what they call a trust res. Trust res R E S. That means mm-hmm. it's part of the property. It's owned by the trust. The trust controls it. And these people, public officials, are trustees. They're trustees to the trust. So what does that mean? What would you do? I don't have to pay them a dime. I just tell them to go and discharge the debt. This is another way I was talking last week on how to use a trust to discharge the debt, as opposed to what I was speaking of earlier, being a creditor, mm-hmm. the debtor creditor situation. Okay. Okay. I mean, it, it, I got so many different. It's, it's it's more than one way to skin this cat. That's a fact. So I just want you all to understand 
uh, the debt accreditor where we use the, the, the coupons and return all that. You know, to me, you know, doing that every month to me is crazy. That, that, that's a lot of paperwork if you're doing your utility bills every month, especially if you got more than one or three or four bills coming to your month. Um, but maybe just finding the CFO of every corporation that takes an oath of office is a public uh, trustee. What are they trustees of? Your name, which is owned by the United States. So they better not sit there and say, oh, I'm not a trustee. Well, excuse me. The United States is your grantor, and they're saying you're the trustee. I think you better talk to somebody. And you're licensed with the state, too? So that will stop your bills indefinitely? No, it's just you, you, you could tell them as a trustee, discharge the debt. They've already got the funds, remember? They right. got this, uh, right. the collateral. And those bonds they putting out on you, they already got the funds. Because after now, three months, once you, that, once you do that utility bills for three months, you're probably going to get zero debt. They probably stop sending you bills anyway. But this is another way that you don't have to even come out of your pocket. You tell the trustee what to do. But you've got to make sure you you that that bill is part of the trust because the trustee only only operating what's inside the trust, the trust res. Okay. Do I have to get my affidavit in or my authenticated birth certificate before I do that, or I can just do that no, now? No, 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 no. That is, no. But personally, when I'm dealing with this treasurer, you send him the A's, the 1099 A's, and the 1040, I, I, I kind of want to look like I, I know what I'm doing and, and who I am, okay? Okay. I so just want to be in good standing. in order. Yeah, I, I just want to be in good standing. There's no question who I would be. Yes, I am. Because, see, I know in Michigan, a lot of people, the Moors, were filling out UCC1, and they got rejected because they said, oh, the, the debtor is the um, first, middle, last, <coughs> and then the secure party predator was the first, middle, and Al Bay on the end. Al, like that was supposed to make a big difference. They rejected, and they said that the secure, that the uh, the transmitting utility, which is the debtor, and the secure party creditor was the same. Okay, now that would go back to Minnesota Rule 220. When you get everything authenticated, you um, put your affidavit in attesting that the information is true and that you understand what you're doing, and that's uh, well, the end of it. You become the age of majority, right? Yeah, I would, I would, I would do that because I want to make sure the state sees it as being. Because once you authenticate it with the federal government, remember it's under foreign. It's under that. Uh, oh wow, forty four. What is that? <laughs> um. Oh my gosh, my mind is blank. Rule forty four. Um, Are you talking about one forty four? Federal rules of civil procedure. Federal rules of civil procedure. Rule forty four. You got a certificate of uh, uh, authority from the Secretary of State, a certificate of genius from the federal government. And that's on the rule. So it's foreign. But I like to know that if I get it authenticated and I want that full faith and credit, even though you already have it there, uh, I want an affidavit so that the state won't be, you know, I mean, I want to know that it exactly is foreign there. 
Okay. Okay. So hmm. that's what I would do. Put the affidavit acknowledging it. Because guess what? Is your signature on the aff- on the uh, on the authentication of the state? No. Is your authentication is your signature on the birth certificate? No. Is your signature on the federal authentication? Nope. Well, how do they know it's you? Right. <laughs> you got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. And Mr. Okay. Rice, what about what about the registration number to put on the uh, the affidavit? Oh yeah. When when I register it to myself, you know, hopefully you get the registration. Some states allow you to get it. Michigan post office have a problem, but I got it from other. No, I, they but they give it to you. Oh, they will give it to you now. I did. It. Well, what about New York? Because I'm actually from New York City. I don't live there right now, mm-hmm. but when I initially got my birth certificate back, I had it the way I did it on Vital Check. It was they had an option where I can get it authenticated like immediately. So when I got that back, I sent it to the state thinking that I was good, but they sent it back to me saying I had to get it authenticated from the county. So I had to get it authenticated New York City, then the county, then the state, then the federal. Mm-hmm. So I had well, a few extra it, it, steps. I know people, I know people living in other states and all that ask for it. It's not so much authentication. I remember your your name is you, your signature on it. If I put an affidavit, like I got Minnesota for the N and A and C, uh, the assumed name certificate from Minnesota. But I had I put an affidavit on there with my signature, and then I had a notary, and I had it all, and I had that authenticated in Michigan where I live. So. I don't want nobody, when I go to, if I had to go to Michigan court, I don't want no static coming, oh, this is in Minnesota. Oh, no, Mm-mm. this is authenticated right here. So that's what you're doing. You're just authenticating it in the county where you live. Okay. What about the registration Even though you might have got the birth certificate in another state. Well, I'm in the same state. I'm just in a different county. Okay, well. That's yeah, so you get, you know, get in, you get in your left, your little county. The authentication is is, is good because it's, it's evidence. It's you. It could be used for evidence in any court. What about the registration number? And and we know when we get it, we have to give them a country. Period. They won't get you. Won't get authenticated. Get a postal. I, I just want to maintain a a uh, a foreign status. Because they're foreign. I'm foreign. What makes you think you can come and, again, evade? How can you sit there and trespass on my foreign trust? Excuse me? Who are you? Show me your your authority to trespass on my foreign trust. Hmm. And then, again, now you still have, if you did your birth certificate, you got a superior position. You're supposed to speak for your for your estate now. Your job is to protect your estate. That is your job now. So anyone who's trying to take funds out of your estate, you're the one that need to. You're the only one that need to be dealing with those folks. The state's not going to say nothing. They don't ever say nothing. Right. They don't really care. They want somebody to take money. They're going to get paid on the other end. I'm not going to let that happen. No way. You're a trustee. Excuse me. You 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 got a CFO? I know you do. Everyone got a CFO. 
He's my trustee. Discharge my debt. That's now, a breach of contract if you don't. When I send in the affidavit, the registration number that Beverly D was talking about, what, what's that? Get that Say that at again. The post office. You want to know about the registration number. Yeah, when you get that red card, you put the number across the upper right-hand corner of your affidavit. So, Because you're going to scan everything in. The reason you want to do that is so that way you're going to be making copies of it. You scan it in, then you can make a copy of it. Because once you register yourself, you do not open it up. Okay, what's the purpose of that, not opening it up? Because we've been discussing that as well. And I thought I was clear, but now I'm kind of not. It was it was considered poor man's uh, copyright back in the day. When you was poor, right. you had an invention, you mailed it to yourself, you open it up, it is only to be opened by a judge. That proves the authentication of the date and everything, how real it is. You're just showing how real it is when you don't open it up. So, But you do make copies of it, scan it in, make copies of it, and then you get a certified stamp and put the certified stamp, the number, underneath the registration. And then you put your thumbprint underneath that. Now you got a certified copy of a registered document, and your thumb is a seal. So it's almost like you went to registered deeds or vital statistics, and they gave you a certified sealed copy of something. Now you're creating your own office. You, by saying to yourself, you're creating your own office as a foreign corporation. You got to have an office. You're foreign. You need an office. You need some rules. I created, uh, I took the certificate of title of my vehicle. The lady said she saw me in the post office. I just got my certificate back. I registered to myself, and I got it back. And uh, Oh, no, at that point I was sending it out, but now I got it back. So now uh, I am the registered owner of my certificate of title. I got a superior position of my certificate of title, which I will surrender it. But I would, be, I would give them the original. But most, most times you don't ever want to give out your original. So you send it to yourself and you hold it, and anyone else wants to see it, then you just give them a certificate, a copy of it, registered, certified copy of it. What if they you get well, to see it anyway? What if someone okay. like demands to see it? That like you have to absolutely prove that you uh, actually tell them take, have the original. Tell, tell them to take you to court and then let a judge okay. open it up. But you're going to charge $10,000. You're going to charge them for that. That's yours. That's like you're going to write a certificate and say, I want my original birth certificate. What do you think they're going to tell you? Sorry. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and if they want, all they have to do, they got a copy. They got all the numbers. What do they want to see the original for? All they got to do is call those numbers that's on, on those copies. Just call them up. And they tell you, yep, it's registered here. Yeah. It's authenticated in this office. Yeah, we have that number. Yeah, we got that the number of the state. My birth certificate got a number. Yep, call it, call it, call them up. You can verify. You can, what do you need the original for? It's got the same thing on the copy. Right. And you're okay. doing the same thing. Got you. Well, we're down got to I our last few minutes, caller. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you. I, hope, I mean, you ask questions that I know other people may be asking as well. Yeah. I hope I was able yeah. to clarify it for you. Yes, and um, 
Mr. Uh, Rice, as always, you do an excellent job, and I want the listeners to uh, send in a donation to because uh, you're getting all of this valuable information. And Mr. Rice is not asking you for anything, but I'm asking that you need to send a donation. So, because um, yes. this is very valuable information. Keep up your research. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want to thank those who have donated. Help me a lot, because I got to do a lot of mailing. I got yeah. Uh, please, uh, right now, I'm doing all these originals that uh, I'm paying the, the, the uh, registration, but pretty soon I'll be that. Hopefully, I can use that tax PQ for any notices and certifications or whatever, where we can do it for right. free. Prepaid uh, mailing, where you can do prepaid mm-hmm. mailing. See, I send them out. Pretty soon I'll be looking studying that. I got a few stamps. I got a couple letters from this uh, chief, Indian chief, where they had three cent stamps on it. So I know that works. Okay. 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 Well, Mr. Rice, we're down to our time again. And um, as always, we appreciate that you take your time out uh, every Sunday um, and give us this valuable information. And mm-hmm. again, listeners, please send your donations in. Um, you know, getting this for free, don't take advantage of it. Just send a donation, whatever you can afford, so he can continue to help us with this valuable oh, yeah. information. And, uh, and, I want and please, go ahead. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I just, I just saying, please, I, I, I like, like people, whoever. Who's have anyone who's out there who's done UCC ones and they have a, a copyright? Please uh, Skype me, Rice Tech six five five seven. Skype me. Is this copyright a U.S. copyright or is it a? I mean, is all copyrights the same? You know, or, or what? Because I, I always thought copyrights and patents and, and trade names were were under international laws or conventions, the Geneva Convention. But this guy was talking about a U.S. copyright. I was just wondering what it is, and maybe someone can explain that since I'm texting as I do more investigation. That's all. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank Um, you, Beverly. Thank you. Appreciate you. uh, And talk to you again next. All right, dear. Thank you for listening, family. All right. Peace. Peace and love. Let's start with hope I threw it in the middle like a skipping stone The ripples one son of a gun Some would not have thought so But I stand here, commander-in-chief And I take that seriously But along the way A rogue ripple turned tidal to what I try to do, a rebirth of a nation's hatred, red, white, and blue, is black in there too, seriously, one man, rewriting the book on bad behavior, maybe cheats the neighbors, he gets what they pay for weekends. Pat him on the back and send him on through No 
man's ignorance will ever be his virtue. Is this the best we can be? Seriously. Let's talk of fear And why I don't bring it in here It's a dangerous word Spooks to herd And we all bleed into stampede Fear makes a false friend indeed And I take it seriously Oh, hear me now For the truth gets drowned out By a demigod breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. and pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.